Hey, welcome back to the Fort Dodge Leadership Podcast. We're here today with Kyle and JC and Gina and myself, and we're going to be taking a look at the topic of Sabbath. Um, And you might think like, hey, we've talked a lot about Sabbath, especially if you're tuning into this more or less, uh, you know, real time with us. Uh, You might be like, hey, I thought we moved on from that sermon series and we're on to something new. Church is more than. But um, we wanted to take some time to personalize it. Uh, in other words, to share our own stories mm. and to kind of make it real. And then also, um, we wanted to underline the importance of this. Um, in other words, uh, there's all sorts of times where we have sermon series on really important topics and they're good and it's kind of in one ear and out the other. It's like we hear it and we, we agree with it in the moment, but then it doesn't necessarily change our behavior. Mm-hmm. And since Sabbath is such a shift of like your whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really just feeling it would be worth taking a podcast and, and digging deeper into it and, and really helping in, envision this, this new world for you too, with us where we're all trying to rest, um, so that we can be recharged, not just because we want to take it easy, but we want to rest because we want to enjoy what God has for us. We want to rest because we want to be energized for the potential as leaders that we have uh, in him and, and what we can accomplish. So um, that's why we're here talking about the yeah. Sabbath today. Yeah. So um, just right off the bat here, um, question to anybody, um, what does your Sabbath journey look like? Give us a picture of, of where you're at. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty embarrassing um, on my end. Um, I, I mean, there's, there, there, there hasn't been any intentionality until we started talking about it as a, as a church. And uh, even then, it's been slow uh, to, to be super intentional with it. Um, because, I mean, as a, as a staff, we started talking about it about a year ago, I mean, pretty intentionally. Yeah. And then really kicked it up about a month or two before we, we had this sermon series. But uh, the intentionality for me has, has been probably the most embarrassing part. Um, it's, it's been accidental. So most of my life, uh, as, as long as I can remember back as a teenager, our family just had this practice that Sunday afternoons weren't necessarily planned. So, um, if they were, it was with, it was with family, but it wasn't, it wasn't work. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, like the, the day where the to-do list got done. It was, we're going to church more than likely having lunch as just our immediate family or extended family and then uh, kind of chill and maybe do some activities or adventurous things together in the afternoon. But something that started happening about 14, 15 years old, and it's still carried with me for a good chunk of my life uh, to this day, is almost every Sunday afternoon, I take a nap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I've just learned how I just shut my brain off. And I just, you know, whether it's a half hour or an hour, um, I, I take a nap. And, and I've got one of those, some people can't you know, do that. They get just like, I, I can't take a nap. Or they say, if I do, then I feel worse when I wake up. That's never been a problem for me. And so it's almost like my body gets a Sunday afternoon and it's just like, even before I was doing ministry, you're just going to shut down. Um, and so those practices have carried over. So Sunday afternoons, you know, uh, before, before we had girls, before um, our life started to change as, as parents, uh, th- those were still the practices, but the intentionality never really has changed until honestly, this sermon series of just, yeah, we need to have conversations. What does this delight look like for our family? What's this rest look like? How do we plan and prepare for this? Those are new conversations for us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah. 
Um, I would agree with um, a lot of that. And um, slow, my journey's slow, um, still learning, still trying to establish and be intentional in that. So not doing, not Sabbathing well is what I would put myself, mm. the category I'd put myself into. How about you, JC? Yeah, for me, it was kind of like a trial and error. Um, and then I would get discouraged and then I would just stop. Um, but I kind of wrestled with two sides of this uh, in the past. One being Sabbath looks like doing absolutely nothing um, mm-hmm. and just sitting. And the other side of it would be full of prayer and devotions and a lot of work. Um, until I really started to wrestle with this and see that essentially it was just delighting in the things that God has um, created or the things he's blessed me with. So for me, it looks different. Um, I kind of have my Friday mornings to myself and mm-hmm. something that I delight in that God created is iced coffee. <laughs> and so I like to sit inside a coffee shop on Friday mornings and journal um, and just kind of have on the forefront of my mind, like, God, you're good. This I, this size coffee is good. Like, thank you. And then on Sunday mornings and afternoons, uh, I like to go on walks with my husband. We call yeah. them our Jesus talks and nature walks mm. and just kind of um, delight in his beauty in that way too. Do you, do you wear your uh, whole lot of Jesus and a little bit of coffee shirt on Friday mornings? Is that what you? I do not have that shirt. <laughs> I have that sign in my kitchen. Though, okay. So. Okay. <laughs> do you wear matching t-shirts that say Jesus talks and nature walks as you walk? No, but maybe we should. should. Maybe think yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. I think yeah. there's something there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Swag order put in. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, for, for me growing up. Yeah. Like Sunday was a little bit more of a chill day. Kind of like what you guys were saying. Um, but I never really felt like we had a, um, like a clear stopping, um, point. Like we, we would have moments where we would stop, but we definitely wouldn't hit pause on life Mm. intentionally for Sabbath. So, so nothing like that. And, um, my family was really active in ministry and still today, obviously I'm really active in ministry. And so in many ways, Sunday is the busiest day of the week. Um, so my journey has included, um, uh, coming to terms with that and realizing that I've got to shift my Sabbath onto something uh, different. So like the Jewish Sabbath Friday at sundown mm-hmm. to Saturday at sundown uh, has kind of been what I've been trying to do for about the last year and a half. Um, when COVID hit strong, uh, we were kind of like, I, I, I knew that Sabbath was a change that we needed to make and feeling convicted about it. And so we were like, well, if we can't Sabbath during a lockdown, I don't know when you can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Great so yeah, we, we built a little bit of that habit then. Um, for us, it's been hard to get really clear alignment on like what, what do I picture Sabbath is versus what does Amber picture Sabbath is. Um, we've really struggled with like laundry keeps building up and piling up. Um, meals keep happening. Um, calls from people keep, keep coming. Um, how do we stop, but yet acknowledge the fact that the world isn't stopping around us? Um, we're, we're really stuck in that. And then also, um, seasons like the soccer season where Saturday mornings are full of soccer games and, uh, and that sort of thing. It's like, do we, do we play the like super holy card and say like, no, we Sabbath on Saturday. And so we will no longer be playing soccer. Like, no, that that's weird. Um, like when we're not Amish. something you all delight in though, too. Right. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, but it is a lot of work. Like I'm exhausted coming off of a coaching field, yeah. you know? So, um, we're having to always kind of like adapt and, and 
whether it's like we hit pause on Sabbath, go do some soccer games and then hit resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe it lasts a little longer until all night Saturday. Um, that's been yeah, nothing for us too. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've kind of taken a look at what our journey has looked like to this point. Um, what was it like to, uh, to go from, from zero to actually Sabbathing? Like in other words, all right, this wasn't an intentional, uh, decision and now I'm going to make it an intentional decision. What did you guys, what did it feel like to start off the bat? Um, did you, yeah. was there a barrier to getting it going or was it, was it a rough start? Did, did some things work? Some things not work? Um, so part of mine was just like learning, um, like as Kyle mentioned, like as a staff, we had gone through this and looked like it, looked at it like about a year or so mm-hmm. ago. Um, and one of the, um, tools that, um, we were encouraged to use was the actual, the same tool that's on our website now under the Sabbath page of the replenishment bucket. So a lot of mine was like journey and learning and trying to begin with Sabbathing was what does fill my bucket? What are the things that, um, God has created and provided that would refresh me and how he's wired me. And so like going through that process of like what fill, what fills my bucket. And then the one thing that drains it so that I know how to like prepare Hmm. and go into Sabbath. So learning more about myself Mm -hmm. and my relationship with God in that respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think it's one of those, um, when you don't really have, uh, familiarity with something and you don't really have great models that, you know, that you're near, like you can, you can read a Lance with and, and hear messages. Sure. And, and those are helpful. And I think God provides those, but like when you're still going, man, I just need something tangible. I need somebody that's, you know, two steps in front of me that I can learn from that. It just makes it a little bit more unique. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's that trial and error and it's trying to figure out as it goes. And, and so uh, I think one of the things for me was coming to grips with, um, uh, there, there really is a wide stretch here of what this can look like. My, my Sabbath doesn't have to, or shouldn't, um, I shouldn't feel like it needs to look exactly like Christie's or Nathan's or, I mean, whoever, like it, it just, it just doesn't have to. And so the more uh, I could release those handcuffs, it was it was better. Yeah. Um, but I also think, like Gina, did you, you bringing up the the um, replenishment bucket. I think one of the things that uh, was was kind of like a wow for me in any of that was when we started um, that replenishment cycle uh, and and what what fills our bucket. Uh, I, I was blown away, and I've continued to be blown away when I watch other people do it. Uh, but was blown away that like it. I didn't just have five things that went in that bucket. I had, I felt like I'm thinking too hard about this, which made me go, you really don't know how to slow down. Right. And, and and because of that, because you really don't know how to slow down, you don't really know what replenishes you, you know? And, and then that carried into, you don't really know what brings you joy, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, And then, and then like I worked through the season of like, are these things okay? You know, can I put, like, is this spiritual right. enough when I put dogs? You know, like, should, shouldn't it be, like, meditation in a quiet, dark room? You know, I think yeah. we just, yeah. like, over, we can over-spiritualize. So that's been a unique journey. But I would also say, like, I, I want to I hit this for the listeners. Like, I really do think that'd be a good exercise, and it'd be a good um, 
kind of a, a good reveal on if this takes you a while, it might really reveal how hard it is for you to slow down, which means you're out of sense of like what what would replenish me, what does replenish me. Um, and if you're struggling with that, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're a loser. No, <laughs> uh, but it yeah. does mean like, man, this you you really are out of sync in this. Yeah, and and coming to coming to grips with that uh, should probably be one of the first things that we need to do. And that's one of the things that it revealed um, within myself too, of just like the guilt mm. or um, legalism yeah. part of like just like struggling and navigating that part of like what's okay, what's not yep. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in that part too. So it's, it's a great exercise. I agree. Um, on many levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know when I was first getting started, uh, the preparation day was a big thing. Mm. Um, so the idea of, um, planning ahead enough, like I launched into it and quickly discovered that everyone said, all right, even if the dishes aren't done and the lawn isn't mowed, just stop and be at peace with God and, and don't feel like you have to keep doing and doing. And it was really hard to enjoy the stopping with that pile of dishes, Mm -hmm. um, in the sink. And, um, so it, it was just like, I stumbled on it, the idea of the preparation day and it was, you know, uh, it was around Easter and they said like, now it was the preparation day and the women came to bring spices or whatever for the body uh, or however that works. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like, wait a minute. It was preparation day. Like ding light bulb. Mm. Um, like you can't do a Sabbath without a preparation day. And they had, it was a whole day of the week for them. Yeah. So, um, whether it's the, like the manna in the desert where they doubled up how much they got so that then on the Sabbath, they didn't have to collect it. Um, or I even noticed recently as I was looking through, um, something in the old Testament, they were saying like, don't light a fire in your house on the Sabbath. And I was thinking, man, that's a big deal back in that day to Mm -hmm. not light a fire in your house the whole Sabbath. Like you better do some prep, um, in order to make it through that, that day, um, with, without a fire going. So once I, um, embrace that, I, I don't have a full preparation day, but I have like a, a two to four hour block where it's like housework bonanza and my kids hate it. Yeah. Uh, it's miserable. <laughs> it's usually at the end of a tired week, right? So it's like a final push to the finish line of like, go, 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 go clean up, you know, put that stuff away in your room. Um, and, but when we've done it well, it really pays off yeah. and we can stop and enjoy it. That's what I was even just reminded of um, in something else. Uh, but this week of like Jesus gives us this model, not necessarily for Sabbath, but for rest and yeah. pulling away yeah. of when he um, told the disciples to go prepare a boat mm. because he he these people were pressing in. The people were pressing in. He was going to be teaching and providing um, miracles. So he knew that he would need to have time away. And like, so he prepared, he prepared himself and he prepared his disciples to get away and to in that part. So like, that's just a great example. That's really good. And it it really is a mind shift. You know, like you you were in that week, you were probably going to do as many of those things anyway, but it's, it's a mind shift, uh, to, to put them all at one time. But I also think our hearts and our minds have to be prepared as we make that shift because uh, 
there, there's those moments of exhaustion, but there's also, it's almost like I found myself having to prepare for the preparation time. And, and that's more mental than anything. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, just like, okay, so because I'm used to essentially doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it seven days a week. Now I'm saying, nope, that's true for six days a week, essentially. Um, which now I'm really saying, no, that's true for five days a week. <laughs> and, and I honestly, as a, as an American, I think, that, you know, <laughs> Uh, a Midwestern American, I right. think that I mean, that's just a complexity mm-hmm. that we have to undo because it feels like, I mean, it goes back as Nathan, as you were talking about the fire, um, you know, don't light a fire. I think there's a piece of that that is preparation. There's also a piece of that that's trust. Yeah. You right. know, and, and like, I think that's, that's a struggle that I know I have. Uh, like, so what if I don't get all this done or what if because of how I'm preparing for this, like I'm having to say no to other things and, uh, you know, and it's just like, God's got this. Um, and I, and I, I, I wish I could say I'm like arriving at a higher level of trust. It's really a work in progress for me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not, you know, I think I, I've had the mental game of like, well, if I was single, this would be a lot easier. Well, and then it's like, yeah, but I don't want to be single. If I was just married without kids, it'd be easier. No, because I love my kids. So if my kids were older and like more responsible, no. Yeah. And it's it's all it's all the psyche of it. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna it this is this is likely mm-hmm. gonna be hard for anybody because we're gonna find those stumbling blocks or those old habits or those fears, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um and so there's I don't think there's an age or stage. That's just like, yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so what I'm trying to stay focused on right now, and I'm Nathan, as you were talking about your kids being frustrated with it, uh, like the, the preparation day, um, I just think generationally, you know, like what, what are we, I mean, I'm sure there's moments in that preparation time that aren't beautiful. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> we have two daughters. I know. I mean, I get it. But there's probably more beauty than there is, you know, the other side of that. And just thinking about the generational impact that that makes, you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking, man, I just wish I had somebody that was two steps ahead of me, our kids are getting that. Um, and then their kids and so on and so forth. And I mean, it's like, because this is a rhythm for whatever reason, at least in the United States, we've let go of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So even the establishing the rhythm, but just in the process of establishing this God honoring rhythm, it's revealing things in us, mm-hmm. right? That we need to work through mm-hmm. like anyway, yeah. like, you know, like the trust and the preparation and all of those pieces to it. That yeah. is good just to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JC, I'm, I'm jealous. Like I, I it'll be curious just to hear and see what kind of stories come out of student ministry. Cause I think, teens like we can we can get on their cases about like oh they're just lazy um when they're going to school and they're working and they're doing their extracurricular activities and but like society tends to see when they're not doing those things like get a we start to assume things that aren't true um now there are lazy kids just like there's lazy adults but uh it'll just be interesting to see um uh, and hear about the stories that could come out of student ministry this next year as this becomes more known in you and becomes more known in our staff and our campus, like how that impacts those kids who uh, may or may not believe or understand that they do have, I mean, they're just at a different age and stage. Again, they're going to have to overcome those same things we just got done talking about. But man, if they could capitalize on this today, thinking about yeah. what that looks like when they get married, start a family, you know, um, what does that, I mean, 
I'm putting you on the spot, but like, as you dream about that a little bit, I know it's not like we're going to have a series on this or whatever, but like, as you dream about that a little bit, how does that like become infectious, you know, or contagious? Yeah. I just think of like the generation right now. Um, they hear the word self care a lot. Mm. Um, and that's something that, um, is exciting to a lot of younger people. Um, but just leading by example, and just saying like self-care in our culture looks like binging Netflix and doing all these things to mm. kind of uh, serve ourselves. And it'll be uh, cool to just to see the difference between that and what um, rewiring that to be serving uh, God and mm. refilling themselves. Yeah. And so, yes, it's a type of self-care, but there's so much more than that. You know, yeah. you're at the end of the day with self-care, your mind's still filled with all your worries and everything because you spent the day fixated on yourself and your capabilities. Yeah. Whereas we've learned Sabbath is so uh, intentional seizing, like it's so different. So yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. That's exciting. You had also shared uh, that as you were getting going with the Sabbath thing, like there were stumbling blocks you kind of encountered along the way. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So for me, um, it's just been a rewiring my thinking and like fighting the battle in my mind that stopping and resting is good and necessary. Uh, I grew up in a household where um, being busy was like wearing a badge of honor. Um, you're too good for naps, uh, sitting down meant you were lazy. And there's just this like knowing that there was always someone or something that needed to be helped and stopping was just not logical. Mm -hmm. Um, so as my relationship with Jesus grew, I began to feel that tension. Um, and just knowing that that's not, uh, how Jesus had designed me, that rest was good and just fighting through that guilt. Um, and it just kind of taught me really, it was a constant reminder of where my identity lies mm. and that scheduling to stop does not mean I'm letting others down and not honoring my time. Well, in fact, it means quite the opposite in Jesus's eyes. Cause that's what he modeled. Yeah. He was with people, but he still pulled away yeah. and rested. Yeah. Well, that's good. It makes me think of other, um, just like, uh, phrases or like things, things we say, uh, in families that, you know, they might have a, a bit of truth in them. They might be good. Like for example, um, the desire of like, we always help people are always going. Uh, there's something beautiful about that. Like we're going to be hardworking. We're going to be like devoted and like, you know, but yet, uh, if you take that to the extreme, it's, it is unhealthy and it, mm -hmm. you know, you, you reach a point where it breaks you down. Um, in like, I, I know in, uh, in our family, we have some history of, uh, you'll, uh, you'll sleep. I, I can sleep when I'm dead or you'll, you'll sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Um, that's like, it's a saying, it's a thing we say around here and it's kind of a curse. Mm -hmm. Um, like, no, no, no. God, like God grants sleeps to the sleep to those he loves. The Bible mm -hmm. says. So yeah, there's, um, definitely lies that we've come to just accept as truth. Cause we've heard them so much from mm -hmm. our families yeah. Yeah. that sometimes we have to call out. So, yep. yeah. Yep. I loved how you like touched on the identity of, of just like struggling through and constantly reminding ourselves of where our identity is and not like what we do. And even if we Sabbath, well, like that could be, you know, like, like just constantly reminding ourselves of where our identity is in, or who it's in. And then also like, what are we doing this for? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's good. I want to think about uh, different ages and stages now. Um, for example, I'll just share from the kids stage. Um, I've really noticed our kids have latched onto this big time. Uh, not that we've done it super well yet. We're, we're far from where we want to be, but 
I can see a difference in my kids when we've done this well. Um, also like I read a book by Dan Allender called Sabbath. And in that one, he was talking about like, what are the sort of like, um, things you can do in your home that, um, that show we're in Sabbath mode. So he suggested like, maybe it would be lighting a candle and the candle is just lit on the counter in the kitchen all day long. And the candle is just a reminder that, Hey, it's Sabbath mode today. Mm. And, um, so I was thinking about that and I was like, well, I don't know, candle, maybe a little too ritualistic for me. Um, so we made it a little more fun and we found like this picture is a meme and it was like, it's the weekend we made it. And it was like a squirrel <laughs> celebrating like, what? you can just picture this goofy meme, the sort of picture. And, um, man, my youngest Isaiah, he, that was his deal. Like that was his job when Sabbath was coming around, he would go find that picture and tape it up on the wall. Cause it's like, that was our candle. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, I don't know. It was something that sent the signal to everybody in the, in the household. Like it's okay to stop. Um, yeah. So that's been good for our kids. And I notice when we don't Sabbath, how much they are like, I can see it in their faces, how exhausted they are. Sure. Uh, what about other stages like, um, single married, uh, young kids, older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys think about it? The differences between those stages and Sabbath. Well, I think something that can be similar in throughout those, um, ages and stages is that I don't believe that anyone is too good for a visual reminder and that that whole part of just changing your space or adding something different to your space is super, super helpful. And, um, that constant reminder because our minds are going to trail that it is, we're still until we, you know, um, get into a really good rhythm, we're going to have to keep reminding ourselves Mm. and kind of keep pulling ourselves back into it. And so like that visual reminder, is fantastic. Yeah. 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 And I, um, you know, one of the things for us right now, both of our girls depend on us for transportation. Uh, we live in the country and so where they, I mean, all, all their stuff is, I mean, it's, it's more time, you know, I mean, we're, we're driving them, um, not just across town, we're bringing them into town for things. And, and so, um, you know, as, as we prepare, even as we've started talking about this and practicing this more and taking the the steps into Sabbath and then looking into the season ahead where the school year just started and activities are going to pick up with sports and extracurricular, other extracurricular activities. Um, and our oldest is now a middle schooler. So she's got Wednesday night. It's not Sunday morning anymore. And you know, there's just some of those things. It's like, it, it it's a little exhausting to go, well, okay. So our, our, our schedule is getting turned upside down anyway. And uh, so as we start having that conversation, I, one, one of the biggest things for us right now is just recognizing what we do in September might not be the thing that we're doing in October or November, mm-hmm. for sure, probably even December. Um, and so it's just like, instead of getting, um, you know, kind of imprisoned by that reality and saying, well, screw it, then we just can't do this. Um, which it, my tendency would be like to get defensive and to get frustrated. Cause I like, I feel like I'm a failure as a leader, as a husband, as a dad. And uh, we're in this conversation. So I start to get heated and I was like, let's rumble. Mm-hmm. And Christy's over there going, and that's fine. You know, that, that, that's okay. Which uniquely in that situation, like Christy's way more of the planner in our household. She's way more of the visionary in like from, you know, this is what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday looks like. And so Kyle, you've got to change some of this stuff. 
but I was the one in the opposite drive. I was driving in this situation with that of going like, we really need to figure this thing out. We've got to get it cut and dry. Otherwise we're going to screw this up. We're not going <laughs> to. And, and she's, and she kind of, the, the, the table turned and she's kind of like, it's going to be okay. Um, we, we don't need to have it as perfect as we can this round. Let's step into this and let's just try some things, which, um, but so that, that's, I think that's both a little bit age and stage, but it's also season for us, you know, um, mm-hmm. that we're in. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Nathan, I just wonder if our uh, listeners are wondering, as a family who's been practicing this, what does that look like for you? Do your uh, kids do the same thing as like as a family, as you and your wife, or do you guys do something kind of separate together? How yeah. does that look? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the So we're made up of two extroverts and two introverts, or two extroverts and three introverts. Um, and yeah, that, that math didn't work out right. Like, <laughs> and, and someone else. Yeah. Uh, you your dog, weren't you? <laughs> uh, so it tends to look like the introverts of the home find their cubby and go off and do something alone. Yeah. Um, we do tend to find something to do as a family all together, but not for the whole time. Um, we found that when it was too programmed the whole time, that we felt more exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also had to wrestle with like, all right, my ideal Sabbath would be like Mm -hmm. really far away from everyone. Amber's ideal Sabbath would be having people over to her home and enjoying time with even more people. Um, So I I think what we have had to do is just make sure that um, we have a variety that we can't just all, this is not the one way that our Sabbath looks Mm -hmm. every time for us because there's so many of us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers yeah. your question. Yeah, that does. That's good. Yeah. That's something that you didn't say, but I heard and, and, and how you shared that is like there was communication between you and Amber yeah. and probably even your kids too, of just the change. And, and Kyle, you alluded to that as well is that I think when you're in a family or a marriage situation, that communication about that mm-hmm. is like super important yeah. to make sure that you're both on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've had more frustration than success, honestly. Right. That yeah. like I would try this, that didn't work. We're both frustrated because that didn't, you know, we had an expectation of what that day would feel like and then it didn't. Um yeah. so yeah, there's been a lot of it and I, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what it could be for our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And still just walking away knowing that you learned something from that experience, right? You either yeah. learned what you could do mm-hmm. or what you don't want to do again. Yeah. That's that a good happened. reminder for me because <laughs> I just want to have it perfect now. Exactly. I, this is what I'm struggling with. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're yeah. constant in that learning mode. Yeah. I do think, I don't know, um, this is just fresh in my mind and I don't know where it, where it fits, but I want to say it. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I, I too easily fall into this category and I'm, and I'm sure some of our listeners do too. Uh, Michelle Eblen actually even said this in the interview uh, but her, her original idea of delight was like, I enjoy working, you know, and um, I mean, one of <laughs> good, good or bad, one of the things that people will say about me is like, you're a hard worker. Um, and I and I grew up in that home. You know, it's uh, again, like it was a badge. It, it wasn't just busyness, but it was like, we're going to work, you know, yeah. we're going to complete these yeah. tasks and it's going to be successful. And um, and so I think, uh, you know, I, I um, I, I would say I'm out of it for, for me, but I know it could easily be something I backslide into. And I'm sure some of our listeners going, they agree with Michelle. They agree with me that there's, there's that tendency to believe that their delight is what in, in the work, you know, um, I, 
maybe, <laughs> maybe, but I also think it's a justification. I mean, that's where I, where I finally got to is like, I'm justifying not Sabbathing because I'm delighting in this. Uh, while all along, it's what I'm not recognizing is that my identity is wrapped up in what I do too much. Um, my identity is more wrapped up in what I do. I'm struggling to trust that if I don't do some of these things or I don't reschedule so I can get them done yet and still Sabbath, uh, then you know, there's just this other trust issue or this fear factor of, again, c- connecting to my identity and what are people going to say, um, you know, and, and so letting go of some of those things. And so I just want to say to anybody who's listening, and maybe you guys have wrestled with this too, but um, uh, really bring that before God, because I, uh, it, again, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. It's, it's a gift for us. And I think if we justify not doing it or justify how it looks, and it, we've, we've said that, it's going to look different, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's one of those things where we're justifying, well, my Sabbath, if Nathan, this is what you say, and you know, JC, Gina, Kyle, this is what you say, well, my Sabbath is still going to my eight to five on this day um, and, and working uh, because I delight in that. I, I mean, honestly, what you need, I'm going to challenge, I think you need to look in the mirror and go, Really? You know, really, is that what, I mean, is, is that Sabbath for you? Because that's still not what God's talking about. Yeah. You know, what do you need to let go of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I even think too, like like to release oneself or to even like look through a different lens of that is like he, God will provide delight for all of those other days of the eight to yeah. five, right? Like, so don't feel like that's yeah. just because you enjoy it or that's where you find delight. Yeah. Like you're still going to get delight Correct. and joy from that, like in all of those other days. So like give yourself permission mm-hmm. to find delight in other ways or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about making the Sabbath different, you know, like, yeah. like remember the Sabbath and keep it holy and holy just means set apart, different, unique. So remember that day and make it different than the rest. Yeah. Um, like for me, uh, I do a lot of sitting and in meetings, sitting at a computer. And so like for me to then sit on the Sabbath, like it's more of the same. So a lot of times, um, I feel most refreshed if I go on a long run on the Sabbath, uh, for, for me, it, it just recharges me. It makes me feel like invigorated and like, yeah, I'm physically tired, but there's something mentally and emotionally in me that gets like re-energized because mm-hmm. it's something fresh. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah. not about uh, rigidly, you know, being still and stationary and solemn. It's uh, it's about um, reversing yeah. uh, your your life yeah. for a second. I also think, I mean, because we're talking about not being legalistic and. Um, you know, starting somewhere. I mean, that's a that's a sentence we say all the time around yeah. prayer. Like, we got to start somewhere, um, and just recognizing that the the Sabbath is going to be different. Um, you know, again, you might start on a Friday night to Saturday night. It might be all day Sunday for you, um, but if you start somewhere, it might mean that it's just Friday night for three hours. You know, like we we ha- we I, I think we have to give ourselves grace first to get into it. Um, but I also think we have to extend grace for one another because here's the thing that we know, especially living in the Midwest. We watch people, we call them farmers, <laughs> who they have two busy seasons out of the year. And we joke that, well, they don't really work any other time. That's not true <laughs> because what we see is just how their schedule changes, right? And so um, it's no different. Like pastors don't work but Sunday. That's not true. I mean, we just, but that's what we see. Um, and I'm not defensive about that at all. <laughs> uh, but, but the reality is, you know, if, if a farmer is listening to this or we're thinking of a farmer, um, you know, and that's just one occupation, 
it, it'd be really easy for us to get defensive for them and say, well, there's no way that they can do this during, uh, let's say, March through May. There's no way. Or, you know, September through November. There's just absolutely no way. And they could say the same thing. There's just absolutely no way. Here, here, I, I don't think we need to go to the extreme and go, well, every, every single person in that type of industry, they just need to trust God more. They're just not trusting God enough. Um, and, and like, let's just rattle them to that. No, that's absolutely, I mean, because that's the same thing that they're, they're going to tell themselves and then they're going to fail. You know, I should just trust God more. And, you know, but, but when you have things like the rain that, that comes and it's like, well, now we only have a week to get this field out and we get, you know, like there's just some of that. And so again, start somewhere grace. Um, but this really still is something that everybody's called to. And so I think like getting the toe in the water and saying, okay, this is step one. Now, how do I increase my love and obedience for Jesus after this step? But if we're not willing to take that first step, we're going to keep justifying and uh, misappropriating grace or just withholding grace. So, yeah. And that's just one occupation. There is a ton of others that could talk themselves out of it or that we could get frustrated yeah. or defensive for. But none of us are exempt from needing it. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so as we kind of wrap this conversation up, um, I'd love to hear whether it's a, a resource or a tip. Um, maybe just one last word of advice from each of us. Um, if you could give one last tip or one last resource, um, what would be the thing you'd, you'd share with someone listening? Ladies first. I think just like, um, I would say, um, continue talking about it, Mm. talking with your family about it, talking with your friends about it talking with your volunteer team about it, just like continually talking about it because that holds yourself accountable. It holds other people accountable, not in a, like a weird way, like, you know, don't like go in and check in on everyone if they Sabbath this mm-hmm. week. But I think because we can all learn from each other, just like in this conversation that um, I've learned a lot, um, mm-hmm. even though we've talked about it before together as a team and everything, like there's always something that you can learn from um, your experience or someone else's experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine would be, um, you are a human being, not a human doing. Um, and I love that saying, and just remembering to schedule the stop and just give yourself grace in that. Um, and just go throughout that day with the thought in mind of like, God, this is all yours. I'm all yours. And today's going to be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think mine would probably be, um, that it's okay to say no to someone who says, are you, are you busy such and such day? um, to help me move or to do this or, um, like it's okay to say, yeah, we have plans that day that it's, (laughs) we do have plans, the plans of the Sabbath and, Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to be weird or super spiritual. We are Sabbathing that day, like, but, but yet, um, or say yes to that thing, but then reschedule your Sabbath. Like, um, but don't just fill that time, say yes to something that someone puts on your plate and just be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and prioritize it. Yeah, I mean, I I think all of those are good, and I I mean, I, I um again, it just comes back to the start somewhere, and so I think as as the listeners are evaluating, where am I really at? Uh, what's what's that next practice that's going to help me increase this? Um, but one one, I mean, I'll come back to the one that uh, was was super helpful for me. What was that re- replenishment uh, cycle that that bucket? And uh, I think another part of that step. Uh, for me was once I got done with that was handing it to Christy and saying, Hey, is this true about me? Um, because it took some, it took some time for me to get it, which was, again, I'll say it was embarrassing. You know, just thinking like, 
I'm a guy that likes to have fun, you know, so like I should easily be like, that was my thing. I should easily just be able to fill this out. And I couldn't. Um, and so then when I handed it to her, uh, she was able to, to lean in and challenge. And one of the, one of the ways that she did that was like, uh, by pointing out, like, I think these are true, but I don't see you enjoying them. Hmm. Wow. That's how off kilter I am with this whole idea of this rest, this delight, this preparation, this stop, you know, just these ideas, uh, which really are behaviors that should be a part of my life. And, uh, so because that was so raw and real for me, uh, that'd be the place I'd encourage is grab that replenishment uh, worksheet and do it and then hand it to somebody you trust, whether it's a spouse yeah, or a friend and say, good. look at this. Is this me? Yeah. Um, and be ready for what they have to say. It's going to be revealing. And since this is an audio tool that we're creating right now, yeah. um, just to kind of paint the picture for you visually, this is a, a, a worksheet that you can print off from prairielakeschurch.org slash Sabbath prairielakeschurch.org slash Sabbath. And it's just a PDF called replenishment bucket. And it's really not complicated. No, it's really five spots to put things that fill your bucket. And then one spot to think of things that would empty your bucket Mm -hmm. that would drain you. And as simple as it sounds, it's a really great exercise because like, I mean, that's not a class in school. No one's like, yeah, Yeah. no life skill, right? Life skill. (laughs) So it's, it's it's a simple exercise that can have a lot of power. So, um, there's lots more resources on that same page I just mentioned. So be sure to check that out and refer back to that. Um, but we hope that today was just one more step down the road for you, um, to make progress towards letting God give you rest and, uh, yeah, let me just uh, wrap us up with prayer today. Heavenly Father, uh, thanks for this conversation that we got to have centered around you and your heart for us. Um, thank you that you gave us a command to rest. What a gracious and loving God you are uh, to do that. You you didn't have to be. You, you could be a God of just um, uh, selfishness and, um, you know, just there. there's so many ways that your ca- character could be... Um, uh, evil towards us because you have all the power, but yet you are nothing but good. You are gracious and you want good gifts for your children. And so Sabbath is one of those gifts. We want to receive it and not neglect it. Um, Lord, help us because we really do struggle with that. And uh, we want to kind of put ourselves on the throne and be in charge of our world. And um, so help us on these Sabbath times to to take ourselves off that mm-hmm. throne and to just let you be in charge for a day. <laughs> um, and Lord, help us grow in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to check out all the rest and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>